Before we start, we have to say a big thank you to Diva Cup and Glad Rags. They sent us some free menstrual cups and we used them and we got them all bloodied. And that's what we got to tell you about. Thank you. So thank you so much. And welcome to Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kate Elston. I'm Meg Trowbridge. And I'm Meg Hayes. Welcome. 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 Ugh. <laughs> we are so happy that you guys are here. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that this is all about the ins and outs of menstrual cups. Literally. Literally. The ins Part and the outs. <laughs> and we're... Stop making that sound. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so we by back by popular demand, we're mm-hmm. doing some research as we did on tampons. We're gonna bring you research on menstrual cups. So we're gonna talk about the history of the menstrual cup, what the deal is with sizing, because mm. I know that's a question I have. Real. Um, and environmental and safety info as well. So there's a lot to go on. Um, how are you guys feeling about this episode? I'm feeling excited. Feeling great. I yeah I can't wait to chat with you two about like after I reveal my research what you think you'll do with a cup I can't mm. wait I can't wait I'm so excited you mean like are there more than one like like we could drink out of it we could use it to <laughs> plug a leak use it as a baking cup all right Stay tuned, listeners, because we are bringing you so many facts. Okay, so let's start with a phone call we got about our last episode. Uh, if you guys remember, Francesca Fiorentini called in and told that whole saga of losing. How would, how we, we remember. We so this phone call is about that. Hey, guys, this is Genevieve in Denver. Just listened to the uh, menstrual cup episode, and I've actually lost two diva cups um i have no idea where they are i'm pretty sure they're in their bags thankfully um i have one left and it's the one that i use and it's the one with the craziest name it's called bloody buddy and since um i didn't want to buy them myself i've actually put them on my christmas list for other people to buy them for me Um, And so my mom actually picked out my bloody buddy. So if the reason why you don't have a menstrual cup is because that big initial cost, um, put it on a Christmas list and or birthday list and have somebody buy it for you, mom, dad, best friend, random person, whatever. Um, And make sure you keep track of it because those stinkers can leave you looking everywhere. Anyways, Love you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Oh my God. That's amazing. The bloody buddy. The bloody buddy. So first of all, it sounds like there are some mice families in Denver who are also uh-huh. having well-lit little oh mouse my holes. God. Yeah. My favorite line was, it can have you looking everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, I've been to this library before. I wonder if it's here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, Genevieve. Oh my God. Thanks, that, Genevieve. I did not know that so many people could lose a diva cup. Is this yeah. a common occurrence? <laughs> All right. Oh well, if you've God. lost a diva cup or if you have one and you know exactly where it is, call our hotline 9106 uterus. 
So now let's get into some fun facts. There's there's two there's two fun facts. And one <laughs> of the fun facts I already fun facted to you last week. Oh. Fun. But, um, so the first fun fact that I already fun facted is that a 2011 study showed that about 90% of people who tried menstrual cups would recommend them to friends. And that comes from a study in a medical journal in Canada, I believe, um, which makes sense because all of the callers last week that we heard from were like so gung ho on their mm-hmm. menstrual cups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then the other fun fact is that only about two to 3% of bleeders in the United States use reusable products. So that could be anything wow. from menstrual wow. cups to reusable pads to thinks underwear or like, you know, underwear like that. So only two to three percent. Wow. Interesting. So um, now that we have been fun facted, let's get into the history of the menstrual cup. We've talked about the invention of the tampon. Can you guys remember what year the tampon was invented by Earl Haas? 1923. Close. 1924. 1931. Okay. You're in the right. You're I in the right. I thought Meg era. was going to do the prices right. They're like, $1. $1. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Earl Haas developed the tampon in 1931, which had the applicator. And then shortly after that, the OB was developed by a German woman. But did you guys know that the menstrual cup was developed? in 1935 whoa yeah so in my head i guess i thought it was like an 80s invention or something but it was developed just around the same time as the tampon wow according to a pacific standard magazine article um the patent was submitted in 1935 and it was invented by a woman okay and not only was it a woman she was a theater person oh (laughs) fuck yeah how do you know her name was Leona Chalmers. I mean, right. that's how you know. And <laughs> Leona. No, there's this whole article written about her in the Pacific Standard, which takes a lot of its research from a menstrual cup historian named Kelly O'Donnell. Mm. Um, and so basically, Leona Chalmers had been an actor in her younger years. She was from Kentucky and she came to New York City to be on Broadway. Broadway. Sure, like you do. And so, so in the early 1900s, in... Um, way before the patent was was submitted, Leona got her big break in 1909 by landing the lead role of Adelina in the Broadway premiere of The Climax, A Rags to Riches Story. Wow, there's so many (laughs) innuendos in there. I know, now it's like like a climax drama. And rags. So... It was uh, it was apparently just some like you know generic Broadway rags, rags to riches. Rags to riches <laughs> okay. is a great musical about periods. Amazing. <laughs> so apparently Leona was inspired to make to develop the menstrual cup because her schedule was so tough, um, and she was constantly she was in this lead role wearing this angelic white outfit, Oof. and um, Kotex hadn't been developed yet. So there was no pad. There was a weird strapsual contraption, but that could be seen through her dress. Uh. So she basically, at the time, used a version of tampons by shoving fabric up her hoo-ha, which apparently a lot of actors did. Um, But, oh my gosh, can you guys just imagine, like, being on stage in white and not having... Like, this... How can you... Like, we've all been on on stage before. And even when I'm, like tamponed up I'm like so nervous that I'm yeah. gonna bleed yeah. and everyone's gonna see me in a white fabric oh on Broadway God. come on on Broadway um so a few decades later in the 30s Leona said it was that experience that inspired her to develop and patent the first menstrual cup which cool. was amazing which was called the Tesset which I saw in ads for it is French for little cup cute oh. but that makes sense because in Spanish it's tasso right or tasa so yeah. it's French tas whatever yeah. tasset means little cup 
So the first ads came out in 1937, and I found some on my amazing newspapers.com website, awesome. of which I'm a member thanks to my work. Um, and this is a picture of her. So she's actually featured <gasps> in the ad. Oh, cool. The ad at the time said, Mrs. Leona W. Chalmers invents invisible protection. So comfortable, you'll never feel it. So secure, you'll always be at ease. It took a woman to ease the woman's most trying ordeal. Here, here. So I yeah. love that that was like part of the ad was mm-hmm. like women know women. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found other ads from the time of the Tesset with the tagline, use what she uses. Mm-hmm. And they had photos of ballerinas, models, horseback riders, and someone running on the beach in a swimsuit. So th- all of these like active women with use what she uses. Yeah. I love that. And that absolutely like mirrors tampon yes advertising right so um you might be asking i'm so glad you brought up tampons Mm. you might be asking okay so if the tampon and the menstrual cup came out around the same time and advertised in the same way of like women's independence why did the tampon become such a more bigger deal and why did it take off indeed i was wondering that so there's a couple Mm. things i would argue part of it is probably shame because if we think about what the tampon already was requiring of women at the time Mm. to put something up them the, the menstrual cup would have required more of women to really get familiar with their body mm-hmm. and there wouldn't be, have been a string and an applicator. Um, but logistically, what it probably really was, was World War II. Because as we talked mm-hmm. about, tampons and tampons specifically shot up in usage because women went into the workforce uh, while the men were at war and needed something quick and easy while they were on their feet a lot. Um so there's that. But also, there was during the war, there was a rubber shortage. So right. Leona, Tessette... Uh, the Tesset company couldn't make menstrual cups even if they'd wanted to. Mm-hmm. So the original cup was made out of rubber. I guess so, mm-hmm. according to the Pacific Standard article. Um, and according to an article by Kelly O'Donnell, as I mentioned before, quote, women who had abandoned sanitary pads chose tampons as their internal product of choice, not the menstrual cup. Mm. So that was the first iteration of the early push for the menstrual cup. But Tessets weren't done. In 1958, a businessman, Robert Oreck, was soliciting business ventures in a newspaper ad, and Leona saw that ad and wrote to him with the idea of Tasset. Um, he wasn't stoked on it, but his wife tried the menstrual cup and liked it, so he bought the patent. Oh! And Tassets were reinvigorated as Tasset Inc. And so now we're in the early 60s, and Tasset had a huge push. They had the first ever radio ads for feminine hygiene products. Holy wow. shit! There was a huge billboard in New York City's Times Square, and it read, uh, Tessette, not a tampon, not a napkin, and used this image that I'm showing these guys. It's a tulip, and a, a, a tulip on the left, and a hand on the right oh. holding hmm. uh, the Tessette bag, so it kind of looks like it's two tulips side by side. Mm-hmm. So this image was used everywhere. Wow. It was like, so they don't show the cup, they just show the bag, and they show a tulip. Yeah. Um, and also I found an ad from the New York Daily News in 1961 that read, periodic protection, as dainty as a dew-kissed flower. So they really were selling okay. the experience and not the, like, not the actual logistic of this cup. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> um, your hand will be disgusting. Your hand is going to go up there. It's dainty. But sadly, Tessette's again folded after a few years because here's the thing, and this is another reason why I don't think menstrual cups took off as much as tampons 
Because the business was unsustainable because people buy one tasset and never have to buy anything ever again. Sure. Right. It's not capitalism friendly. Yeah. Right. According to the Pacific Standard Magazine, the menstrual cup is a great innovation that makes for so-so business. The tampon is a so-so innovation that makes for great business. Hmm. Wow. So that's just so fascinating. I mean, that's something to say about sustainable products in yes. general yeah. and the environment and capitalism right so but Tessette Inc. wasn't going to give up so quickly they pivoted and began making disposable menstrual cups so these ones were flimsier mm. and thinner and they were called Tassaways oh mm. well so according to Pacific Center Magazine the Tassaway was designed to do two things sell a greater quantity of units and appeal to women who had come to expect their menstrual products to be disposable mm. so these women had been using tampons and pads and felt like that's that's the only way they knew. Um, so Tassaways did a lot better. They launched this huge campaign ad in the 70s, in the early 70s. They established distribution agreements with pharmacies and food chains. And Tassaways were even popular enough to appear in the iconic 1970s health book, Our Bodies, Ourselves, Whoa. as an alternative. They actually name check Tassaways. But unfortunately, just like the Tassets before them, Tassaways weren't making enough money. And by 1973, they had folded. But at that time, they had a legit cult following and a company exec uh, said that he received 20,000 letters from women saying they wanted Tassaways back. Wow. One bleeder had written, you have just got to sell me some or refer me to someone who carries your product. I can't live without it. And there is just nothing that even comes close to compare with it. Help! Three exclamation marks. So I just feel for those bleeders. Yes. And then uh, Kelly O'Donnell, this this historian, she interviewed Robert Oreck, the the guy who bought the patent. And in 2010, he said that he still, quote, couldn't imagine why all women aren't using the product. I just thought it had to work. Wow. So Robert got it. Robert got it. Um, So then cut to the 80s. What happened in the 80s with tampons? Toxic shock. And all of a sudden, TSS cases were coming up. Dozens of women were dying. Um. And menstrual cups had a comeback. And actually, uh, a brand called Keeper, which I believe is still in use today, yeah. um, was developed by a Tassaway Inc. user who oh, wow. saw who saw a um, who capitalized on the scandal and capitalized on people being scared of tampons. Right. Mm. So uh, yeah, and then there we, and then that leads to today, where like the two thousands come, and then the internet is able to market to a niche group of people and right. market to women and make it like more a cult following. So. That's the menstrual cup, a theater person, cult following, capitalism sucks. Theater people will save the world. Yeah. They really will. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that is that. Wow. Um, thanks for that research. That was so interesting. Thank you, Leona. Thanks, Leona. Thanks, Leona. Yeah. Thanks, Kate. Yeah. You're welcome. I feel like you said a couple things that feel like good segue into my thing. Let's Great. do it. Um, okay, so I researched uh, cup brands as well as um, proper sizing, and my mind is blown. So brands, when we mentioned this last week, um, that the when we even reference menstrual cups, we usually say diva cup. That yes, has just right. become like synonymous. It's like Kleenex or band aids. Yes, yep. Um, but there are many, many brands of menstrual cup. Um, Diva Cup happens to be the most popular one in North America right now. Um, and I think internationally it's pretty popular. It's a Canadian brand. Um, Diva but- Cup is a Canadian mm-hmm. brand? I did not know that. Yeah. Me neither. Um, so, but there is also Moon Cup and yes. Keeper. They are 
together. And Moon Cup is like a competitor to Diva Cup. It uses um, medical grade silicone. But Keeper is the only menstrual cup made out of rubber. That, oh. uh, that any of the research Keeper. I found could find. So that might make sense because Keeper the, was developed by someone Tassaway. who yeah. used Tassaway. Which was rubber-based. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Um, I don't know, like maybe if people are, if there's such a thing as like an allergy to silicone, mm. maybe. maybe someone would want rubber. But if you have an allergy to latex, you shouldn't use a rubber-based right. um, menstrual cup. Uh, other brands include Femcycle, Lily Cup, Lunette, uh, Mayluna, Yuki, Lena, Schoon, Blossom, Super Jenny, and Fun Cup, which is developed by Fun Factory, <laughs> no. which makes sex toys. They make my These favorite vibrator. Fun so Cup. great. Hold on. Right. Schoon? Schoon. Schoon. Is that come out of like Finland or something? I think so. Okay. I, I, have, I didn't look up all the... Okay. I love these names though. Yes. Fun. Super Jenny. Super Jenny. Super Jenny. Yeah. Do we know anybody named Jenny? I want to call them Super right. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny Rosen. We could call her Super oh, Jenny. Yeah. Um, so this, uh, I found this article in Wirecutter. It is thorough as fuck. Um, and they tested all of those brands. Wow. Um, to determine which menstrual cup might God be best. Bless them. Yeah. That would take a year. Yeah. So they, they talk about their process why they chose what they wow. chose. Um, so I'm going to, we'll, we'll post that on our social too, but wire cutters, menstrual cup review. Um, and I will tell you which cup they suggest for first time users. Um, Ooh. only after I get into the factors that you should consider when choosing a menstrual cup, there are two main factors that should come into play when you are choosing a menstrual cup size, um, and brand. So the first is vagina length. So what? we have different vagina length. All right, guys. Let me, get, let me go rulers? get, let me go get Drop the trout. tape measure. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So they have a, a system that you should use to determine whether you have a high, regular, or low hanging service. Cervix. <sighs> service. Okay. Um, so if you insert your index finger... And don't feel your cervix. You have a long vagina or a high cervix. Oh, if I just have a small index finger. I mean, that's a good point. Maybe <laughs> try your middle finger. Um, uh, if you insert your finger and the majority of your finger goes in, but you feel your cervix, you have a regular si- length vagina. What does your cervix feel like? Is it obvious that's when you touch I'm your cervix? Wondering. It's the it's end ha- of your vagina. Okay. Okay. Like if. Have you felt your you cervix? Can't push I have to dig. You have, so you have a long so vagina. So I have a long vagina. Okay. Um, so, and then they say some people, if you only get like half of your finger in before you hit the end, you have a short vagina. Okay. And I was just like, whoa, some people can't fit a whole finger up their vagina. Like that blows my mind, but that's cause I'm only used to, or they have very long fingers. Kate's really finger length. I'm sure there's more discrepancy between vagina and finger you. length. Okay. I'm going to write down homework. Yeah. Feel for cervix. cervix. <laughs> um, so that's part one. Um, and the second factor that's most important is, um, vaginal muscle strength or tightness. Mm. So there's a couple ways that you can consider this one. So we have this quiz that we'll post. What I'm discussing here is basically what this quiz makes you answer for yourself. Got it. But the quiz put a cup in it.com slash quiz, um, asks multiple questions like, uh, are you, um, how often do you see the inside of a gym? Uh, like if you're like, Oh, more than once a week, then, you know, you click that. And that probably means you have a strong, 
stronger musculature mm. which, overall. Yeah, which then relates down to your wow. vagina. So does it also ask you what Disney princess you are? I wish. <laughs> I feel like that would really help. Snow White, you got a short vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that. Um, so, but like if you, you know, don't do things that strengthen muscles, then you might have less uh, tight uh, kegels and muscles. Interesting. Wow. So, so when you lift weights or go on a bike ride or run, you're actually like, helping your kegels mm-hmm. and your vagina. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. So yeah. So like full body musculature can relate down to the badge. Okay. Um, wow. and those two things are like the biggest factors in how a, a cup feels inside you. Okay. Um, so different brands have different lengths. So they say, um, like if you have a long vagina that the diva cup is a better brand for, um, longer vaginas and there's why exactly because it's just a longer cup. Got like it. they say, okay, the cup length, not the stem length, right, the cup the length. Full cup ah, length. Okay. Yeah. Um, they, and then the second factor being your muscle tightness, if you have a, a tight vagina, then you probably want a firmer cup. And so there are brands that have different firmnesses firm yeah. firmness. Sure. Um, there are brands that have different firmness in their cups or they're just brands that are known as being softer or firmer. So if, if you feel resistance, like for instance, I'm a weightlifter and I can just tell like my, my muscles tighten around a cup. So I definitely need a firmer cup hmm. because if you get a soft cup, it won't It'll, pop open. Oh. And so. Oh, it's like the resistance. Yeah. Got so, it. and that's part of the reason why you're supposed to twist a cup inside you is to help pop it open. But if you get a firmer cup, you don't have to worry about that as much because it will naturally do it if it's firm. But if it's harder to insert, you probably want a smaller cup and then you'll have to do more to make sure it pops open. This is fascinating. Right? Wow. And I feel like... Okay, okay, be honest though. I... I have no upper body strength, but I have a lot of lower body strength. So, well, that's where your is your vagina in your lower body. I mean, yes, <laughs> but if you ask me to like lift twenty pounds, like 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 do the but curl, you bike I can't all the time. I ride my bike everywhere. That's and some I, kegel exercises for okay. sure. Okay, then I guess maybe I have a tight vag. Okay, but here's my question that I can't remember. Did you talk about how your tampons pop out? My tampon, yes, we talked about this. It on was on the podcast. That wasn't just yeah, an intimate it, thing we shared. Yes, it was. Thank you for checking. Um, <laughs> I did mention like when sometimes when I put a tampon in and then I go to poop, they fall out when I poop. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? So I my instinct means that you're not like it's. So I might have a loose vagina. I don't think it's loose. Okay, I think it's totally healthy and yours and it's perfect. Um, but like I think I'm getting the impression that mine is especially now that I've been like doing the weight stuff like I think mine is even tighter than it used to be Mm -hmm. because I also have a hard time with like super tampons I typically Mm -hmm. only stick with regular even though I have a heavy flow um and it was a struggle to get the cup out the last time I used it okay to the point where I was in there for about 10 minutes teared up I should have mentioned this last episode uh but it like, and then finally when I got it out, it was painful. Like it really hurt and I was sore for a while. And that's because you think it was too soft. No, it's because I think I was uh, too tight and it was too wide. Okay. So on top of length and firmness, then there are cups that are wider. So some people, so they say if you have a 
longer vagina, but that's tight, you'll want a long, narrow cup. Uh, where other women who, you know, have had vaginal births or even C-sections um, or just have a naturally wider set vagina will want a wider cup. So that's part of a factor, but they say that's less of a factor because vaginas are meant to stretch mm-hmm. to okay. uh, pop out a baby. So any cup should be able to fit in you. So you would say that maybe the length is the most important followed by the grip, followed by the... I think so. They okay. count those as, I think, like too even. Got it. Um but they say, like, for the most part, you should probably try a couple different. Like, you should give one cup a fair chance and try it a couple times um, because there's a learning curve. But uh, you'll probably have to buy multiple cups to find the right cup for you. And so I don't want to, like, call out Diva Cup. But the fact that they keep it so simple that it's just pre-30 or pre-baby and post-30, post-baby, it's, I think it's just too simplified yeah you know like vaginas are also different and so for their post baby does that mean it's wider it's wider okay so i think the firmness stays the same and the length stays the same it is just a wider cup okay but that means that diva cup just is like this is our length and this is our 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 what's it called firmness firmness but we'll just the the width is what changes yes okay Mm -hmm. um where the so the brand that the wire cutter um research says is probably the best for first-time users is Meluna. It might be pronounced Meluna, but I've been calling it Meluna. M-E-L-U-N-A. How do you know it's not Melina? Well, <laughs> great point. Um, it's capital M, little e, capital L-U-N-A. Oh, okay. It feels like they want us to land on Luna. <laughs> um, is it a Spanish company? That I don't know. Oh. I I only read this article. Got it. Um but it was really long and thorough, as oh, I I'm said so excited, before. yeah. Um, but so they suggest Mayluna because it has seven different sizes. And wow. within those sizes, it has different uh, firm options, firmness options. Um, and they have different stem types. So when you're like... It's like, bu- it's like build a cup. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Okay. And so like that's, you know, Diva Cup just gives you... They have eight sizes. Ooh. Maybe they've updated. They might have released more. Um yeah, because they because Diva Cup has their one type of stem. It's called a hollow stem, and it's short. Um, and they have those two sizes. Uh, Meluna has sizes that are available for long, regular, and short vaginas. Okay. Um, they have different firmnesses you can choose from. Um, so they have one that's like specifically for athletes. So we're looking at this, and it's so size is width, small, medium, large, extra large. Uh, handle style, squishiness, uh-huh. and either small or large length. I love that they say how squishy. Squishy is great. I love this. Yeah. Meluna. That's great. I know. So, and that, so this brand just says that since you have so many options, it's probably the best brand to try out for the first time. Um, and they say it's like probably best for most vagina size. Um, but they say that longer vaginas will probably prefer Diva Cup. Hmm. But after doing research, I think I still might try a Meluna because um, I think I need something more narrow than the Diva Cup uh, ones. Okay. A size. Sure. Because they go A or B. Got it. Um, Interesting. But then if you have a wider vagina, but you don't want a Diva Cup, then they suggest a brand called Lena um, for 
for a wider vagina. This is so interesting. Yeah. There's so much to think about. So, so, and then, yeah, you might have different um, stem preference. So there's the hollow tube, which is like the diva cup. There's the loop or ring, um, which a lot of different brands offer. Um, there's the ball, just a little ball like nub, nub at yeah. the end. There's a flat tab that usually has some edging on it. Um, and there are cups that just have zero. It's just a... So because like you guys said in the last episode, it's not about pulling on the tab though because this there's still suction you got to get rid of. So what's the point yeah. of a tab if it's not a pull tab? I think it's to help you find the bottom. Oh, uh, okay. It's like to help you find where you should pinch the bottom of the cup. Got it. Is what I and that's what my friend Lane, uh, friend of the pod, she says it just helps her find where to pinch. Got it. So in this article, they have a couple tips. One of the tips is that the cup should be like a tampon inside you. You only feel it when you think about it, mm. but it should be in you and you ignore most of the day. Set it and forget it. Yeah. Um. What What's that a tagline of? I think it's egg maker, right? <laughs> Set it and forget crock it. Pots. I mean, yeah, something like that. Pot. Yeah. And diva cups or and, menstrual yeah. cups. And May Luna. <laughs> um, uh, another tip in this article, so it's not just Lane, trim the stem. So right. I read it in multiple places. Um, if, if you feel like you need to. Yeah. Okay. Um, another tip is use lube. Mm. And, mm. Or natural lube. Or natural lube. Mm. Interesting. But, um, they, and the only thing to worry about is, since most of these are silicone, don't use silicone lube because it will deteriorate your cup. Oh, um silicone on silicone would deteriorate yeah, it apparently whoa yeah so they just said so if it's use water-based lube yeah all right um or masturbate like more <laughs> okay Gabe, get down with yourself and deanna turned <laughs> the channel too late she's heard everything um and then the last thing they pointed out which has been an issue with me when i wear a cup is um so i this is i think i mentioned it in a previous episode or maybe i just shared it with you too but i was confused at as to where the pee hole was because <laughs> when I wore a cup, my pee trickled. Like I usually have a powerful stream <laughs> and with a cup in, it's just like, diddly, 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 and I'm just like, mm. like it takes me so much longer to pee. Maybe your pee hole is in a different spot than the rest is of it us. Compromise. So I like- have real answers. Oh. <laughs> okay, all, right, all right. She's like, stop it. But thank you, Dr. Elson. Stop it. Um, so uh, when the cup is in you, it can, um, and this is from uh, the women who put together Put a Cup in It website. Um, but they both experience uh, like issues peeing when they wear their cup um, because it either is pressing up against your bladder, which may give you the feeling that you have to pee more often, mm. or it's pressing up against your urethra, which like kind of squishes it. So like imagine squishing a straw. Got it. Um, and so they say you can wear your cup lower and that might like change it, but to me, it just helps knowing that, like, as long as it's not a problem, like, I have this fear that I'm going to give myself a UTI. Right. But, like, if it's not actually pressing up against my pee hole, then I'm fine. Cool. All right. So that's a thing. Cleaning. Um, they, like, there are products they sell to um, clean a cup, but just a simple rinse with, like, hand soap will do, they say. That, for, I don't know why that gives me pause. But it gave me pause. I just cleaned mine with water because I have, um, per like I have smelly soap in yeah. my bathroom and I didn't want to use it. So yeah. in the meantime, I just use like warm sink water because I yeah you know, I was afraid of giving myself an yeah. infection. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I think they sell like safe safe products. Um, 
that you can buy if that makes you nervous. Um, but they say like rinse during your cycle and then in between cycles you boil it, which yeah, I was that. thinking of pouring just boiling water on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then um, I read something about whether uh, they're considered safe. Are they FDA approved? Um, and they're a class two medical device, just like pads and tampons, um, which means that one now that one cup has been um, tested, all the other cups that come out just are like, yeah, we're a menstrual cup. So they don't have to go through testing or anything. Okay. They just are lumped under that same thing. Um, oh, and then a random fun fact is that uh, a Kickstarter a couple years ago uh, was raising money for a smart menstrual cup. What? Uh, that would send information to like an app on your like phone. Like a Fitbit kind of thing? Kind of. Uh, and uh, But apparently the design oh would have the antenna sticking out of your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> was it made like, by what? a man? Was it made by a man? I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I was like, I will not even entertain the notion. What? Um, so yeah. Yeah. I think that's basically all I had to show. That's so cool. Thank you yeah. so much for Thanks, telling us Meg. that. So I think it's more than just age, age yeah. or birth yeah. history. I think it's, it's, uh, you know, I, you I, have to know your vagina before you get a cup. That, is, that just feels like all this like extra work that you have to do. But like, I'm ready. Maybe. It, it just <laughs> seems more sustainable. Like, the idea yeah. that once you're 30, you somehow, your vagina drops or something. Right. Like balls dropping or something. Yeah. Like that that's the thing. This makes way more sense because it's yes. actually like use like getting in touch with your own individual size. Mm-hmm. Which is way more sustainable. I forgot two things. So Diva Cup suggests there's only two ways to fold your cup to insert. Right. Lunette has a video that shows nine different what? folds. What? How yeah. is there diff- nine different ways? But yeah, there's an E-fold, an S-fold, a seven-fold, a punch-fold, uh, a double seven-fold. There are multiple ways. What's the punch-fold? They show that where you you push it in, in itself. It's the one that you use. The shell-fold? mm that's what they call it. All right. Punch fold is not making me want to use menstrual cups. It just sounds like you punch it into you. <laughs> it's like punch cold. You, you give it to your partner. They get a running start and they just punch <laughs> it into your vagina. Well, I bet that would work. Um, <laughs> the, the last thing I'll say is if you go on Amazon, you will see several very cheap menstrual cup options. And they say most of those you can't guarantee what they're made out of. Ooh, good to know. So mm. use a like vetted brand. That's Thank you. Good advice. Good yeah. advice. Cool. Um, that's that's awesome, Meg. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing that with us. So we can post that quiz too because it basically helps you. Yeah, we got to post a lot of stuff this episode. Yeah. We got a lot to post. Get yeah. ready. Before we go on, another quick phone call. Ooh. We got this from a listener. Hi, Vicious Cycle ladies. Uh, I just thought I'd share. I actually got my first period uh, for, not first, first period in a while, in like two years. Um, and I was at work today. I was like watering plants saying, oh, my God, what's that smell? I think something's wrong with the plants. Didn't say it out loud and realized, oh, my God, I think that's my own period smell. And it's been so long. I forgot that it happened. I was trying to think of the right way to describe it. I guess the best thing I can come up with is suspicious. 
it, something just smells a little bit off. And it's like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe you ladies can come up with something a little bit funnier when you're like, hmm, what's that smell? It's like when you think maybe you step on some dog poop and you're like, is that my shoe? Is it not? I don't really want to say anything. So we'll just call it suspicious. Just thought I'd share. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Can't wait to hear uh, how your period smelled this month. Bye. Oh, my I God. Love that. So. So basically you're saying, caller, is that we can describe periods not just by nouns, but by adjectives. That's so smart. So so good. Yeah. Suspicious is a perfect descriptor. I gotta think of other ones. I think mine's like earnest. Ooh. Okay, okay. Surprise from my right. (laughs) Mine would be on Meg's right. Decisive. Wow. Yes. It smells decisive. (laughs) Mine would be uneasy. Okay. Like oh. X. oh, suspicious though is oh. great because it is that kind of like is great. it's like <laughs> yeah. Was that is that what I think it is? <laughs> oh man, thank you so much, caller. If you guys have a have a smell, let us know. Oh, caller my hotline, God. yeah. Nine one zero six uterus. Nine one zero. Wait, wait a second. Hello, Meg. Let's try it again. Nine one zero six uterus. 9106 Uterus, tell us how you bleed like us at 9106 Uterus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that was truly terrible. <laughs> my turn? Your turn. Yeah. Great. Okay, so uh, my role in this uh, week's episode <laughs> was uh, to look into the environmental impact of menstrual cups and also... Um, the ingredients, which is something that I did similarly during our tampon episode. Tampon. You guys. Tampon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the, the best thing about menstrual cups is, is the benefits to the environment that Mm -hmm. they have because you can use your menstrual cup upwards of five to sometimes 10 years. Some, um, companies tout that you can use them for a decade if you take care of them properly. And really the only time you would need to change them is if there's a leak or if there's discoloration. Uh, so the benefit is you, you pay a lot of money up front, which can be hard for some people, Mm -hmm. but then you save a lot of money and a lot of tampons from the, waste place landfill <laughs> thank you waste place um so uh, i believe this is all from the one million um women website which is a website founded to help women make um just to help make the environment better a- on average women can use uh, up to 20 pads or tampons per month which equates to 240 a year 9600 in a lifetime times 3.5 billion women yeah in so this in this moment <laughs> yeah. yes so that that definitely makes me want to at least give menstrual cups a shot yeah me too. um uh that makes me want to go bleed in a hole <laughs> like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. In, like, uh, and like enrich the soil <laughs> so that's that's just part of the picture right of the environmental impact that pads and tampons have uh then you go into raw material extraction right? Uh, There's a lot of cotton that needs to be produced, which requires a lot of water and plastics. Mm -hmm. Um, The plastics that are used to wrap the pads and tampons, Mm. uh, that's more plastic. It's also made from oil. So you're using oil. Plastics don't break down very easily. And when they do, they leach chemicals into the ground. And you have to think about the travel to get to where these things are sold. And you have to think of dioxins, pesticides. Our girlfriend, Rayon. Hey, Hey, Rayon. Rayon. 
rayon enemy of the pod <laughs> I do, yeah i do remember having a dress growing up that was made of rayon and it was my favorite dress so i thought it was like a fancy fabric <laughs> never again little did you you be sticking it up yourself <laughs> so all of these things going into making pads and tampons are having a negative environmental uh impact uh also the money right uh tampons and pads we spend anywhere from 120 to 200 bucks a year that that number also varies mm-hmm. menstrual cups ver- vary from 40 to 60 bucks um so again long term you're saving money but short term you do have to put up quite quite the pretty penny yeah at the beginning uh as for the ingredients um Moon cup, uh, for example, is made of silicone. It's latex-free, hypoallergenic, free of BPA, perfumes, dyes, that flat lates, plastics, bleaches, or toxins. Uh, and Diva Cup has pretty similar ingredients and touts that they also are free of all of those bad things. Um, so ingredient-wise, they seem pretty clean. Mm-hmm. Um, now... One downside for me about menstrual cups is it doesn't actually seem like they save us from uh, TSS or the the exposure to TSS, which I feel like they kind of try to tout, right? Because they say you can wear it upwards of 10 hours. And with tampons, you have to change them more frequently. Yeah. Um, but again, there's not a whole lot of information just because our bodies are like black holes and not a lot of people put money into finding out about them. There's no way to know what's going on with us. Yeah. So basically the limited research out there shows that it doesn't seem like there's an increased or decreased risk of getting toxic shock from using menstrual cups. Uh, And I think that's because of toxic shock being like an exposure to um staphylococcus that freaking word um so again it seems like it's cleaner for us to be putting like i don't know silicone feels a lot better than like bleached cotton yeah Um, medical grade silicone yes uh but we're still still, jury's still out we're still at risk of tss yeah um and there have there been any cases of tss from menstrual cups i believe so i read Um, about one and again yeah yeah, again like there's just not a ton of research that isn't related to a menstrual product company um there was one study done in Lyon, france that compared um used tampons and menstrual cups and found that menstrual cups had a higher likelihood of staphylococcus but there's really not a whole lot to say that like that is the running. Yeah. Like one study can't be. No. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's, I mean, unfortunately there's very little out there. And well, thankfully I think, we know coffee filters have yes, lots of research. Right. We them. do. So very we safe. Just put those up our. Yeah. We should just put those up our vajayjays. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God. There was in that article about that study, they talked about rely tampons. <laughs> now, rely on rely they're like yeah basically all tampons are good except for rely that was banned because (laughs) because they they caused all the tss yes they did (laughs) i thought that was so funny rely on rely and remember it's called rely because rely relies (laughs) so (laughs) stupid (laughs) so 
I believe it was in this Daily Beast article. They talk about the benefits of using silicone because it's reusable um, and you just need soap and water to wash it. And then I just wrote in my notes, tampon, rug burn, five question marks. Um, <laughs> well, it eliminates it. So using a menstrual cup eliminates tampon, rug burn. Wait. I was like, Hi-ya! so it must just be some people get a, a rash. Irritated by well, I think if you're, yeah, if you're, out. right, because it's dried cotton, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So if you're inserting it and taking it out, that friction <laughs> can cause, <laughs> oh, girl, I now did that some you just bagels. Said, now that you just said friction. Oh, my yeah. God. I like, oh, I know that was my exact <laughs> feeling. Obviously, we need more research. <laughs> yeah. And we need people. more women. Yeah. Or people that get their periods to make decisions. Yeah. Exactly. In the world to make this research happen. Yeah. Yes. Like one of the articles, like I, I got connected to like a literary article or like a, from a medical journal. And I have like three notes on that. It's from Dr. Samantha Allen. And it's literally like, we don't know what we don't know. Um, it doesn't disrupt your pH levels. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> Giving. I'm like, okay. okay, so what do I have to go off of? Um, so the uh, the people over at Moon Cup, which is a, a menstrual cup company, mm-hmm. I believe in the UK, Australia, uh, they wrote a rap. It is a rap battle no. between two white women, you guys. Oh, oh boy. It's a tampon versus menstrual cup video, and we are going to watch oh it right God. now. <laughs> <laughs> This is My why I don't want to parody rap songs. Here oh, say. ours are way better. It, I mean, it's very informative. Yo, I rep for my team, a tampon crew. We run this scene, we don't need nothing new. Moon Cup crew, get out of my face. You sound like something that came from out of space. Always running your mouth, think you run the scene. But we know the truth about you, it isn't pretty. Causing dryness, irritation, you can't do your job properly. We're coming to destroy your monopoly. There's a reason women need us so much. Everything that we touch, that everything includes natural moisture though, while we only collect from the menstrual flow. And we're reusable, sure out of touch. You're weak, we can hold three times as much. You're gross and weird and no one understands you. You get laughed at more than clowns do. Funny, one period it takes 22 of you to do the same thing that one of us can do. A few months, what we both cost is identical, but we ain't got no additives and we ain't got no chemicals. And you ain't got no mates. Tree hugging hippies banging on about ice caps and herbal remedies. New age nonsense, it's making me mental. Run home to your teepee and eat up your lentil. We got love for the earth, or you make her ill. 800 million of you dumped in a landfill. Like sanitary pads, man, you guys are fouls. Give it up now, time to throw in the towel. Tamp on, take off. You've met your match. Moon cups here to stay. No strings attached. Oh my god. Okay, hold here's the thing. If I would have produced that, I would have made the tampon really bad at rapping. Yeah. Right. When you rep tampon, be like, yo, my name is Tampon. She was and the I'm superior. Say, I'm gonna soak up anyway. And right. then the moon cup should come in and be like, wooka, wooka, wooka. Right. Yeah. 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 That's how I, I think the done tampon it. rapper was the superior rapper. Yes. <laughs> also, there are women of color in the background as they're hype people well, and they yeah. have zero yeah. lines. It's also, so upsetting. Because like, in that ad, in that, like, the tampon saying things about the moon cup that I'm like, yeah, I genuinely think that about Diva Cup. So <laughs> right. Why are you mentioning that in your ad? <laughs> yeah, it's not like like Moon Cup obviously wins. It's like Tampa brings up a lot of good points. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Yeah, it was it was rough. It made me feel like we should do more parody songs. Yeah, because ours are way yeah. 
better pretty than good. that. They're pretty. We good. are just as white, but we are, you know, you know, <laughs> we have we our own lyrics to Homeward Bound. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Cool. So, so rounding out like the research, what have you rounding out the research? Unfortunately, we don't know all that much about menstrual cups. I don't think that people should be dissuaded from trying them. I think it's your risk is probably about the same as it would be with a tampon. Um, and I would say the biggest benefit is the lack of environmental impact for mm. sure. Yeah. Um, because of my use of menstrual cups, it's not the most comfortable for me yet. But I think the um, environmental rewards makes me want to keep trying uh, until I find kind of the size and company that works for me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I what I would that. tell people. Yeah. Cool. 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 All right, everybody, that was our very heavy flow of an episode ending our menstrual cup series. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back to talk about menstrual cups one day. Don't worry. All of these topics will be uh, probably touched upon again in our what's that? second season that's right you guys next week is our last episode of season one it's insane we've laughed we've cried we've raged now we need a little break yeah uh, so next week we're gonna have two very special guests you'll learn more about that later uh and we will uh, talk to you then about all the awesome things you can do on our hiatus but remember there's one more episode before we um take a pause you know a menopause a menopause meg that's menopause a menopause Uh, if you will so that's that for this week thanks you guys we love you so much and in the meantime keep calm and and tamp on Our theme song was performed by The Go Ahead. Check out more at thegoaheadmusic.com.